This episode of David Alfie Board is dedicated to my late granddad Tom, a kind man with the purest of hearts. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Hello, uh, welcome back to David Alfie Board. Uh, I'm here with my boy, uh, 20 Fags, Kent Roy. 20 Fags? That's your name now, isn't it? Cause no. Named, you're named after a packet of fags. Oh, fuck. So you're sake. 20 Fags? Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. yeah. 20 Fags. No, no, I don't. No, you was going to be 10 Fags because you're, you know, you're small, but they don't, <laughs> do, they don't do 10 Fags anymore. Do they not? No, apparently not. I don't smoke, I don't so I wouldn't either, know. But I know. Hmm. You know why? Because sometimes, you know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I was trying to think of something witty and funny. <coughs> why I would know that, but I don't. I just, well, I just I'm, know. I'm, that. I'm avid. <coughs> I'm avidly against uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes and being named after cigarettes and. Well, you're named after cigarettes. Named after cigarettes. Fuck you. Twenty fags. I'm not twenty fags. No. Twenty fags. No. Because I'm asthmatic as well, so I'd probably die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was around yours last week, wasn't I? With that barbecue. You and came uh, round to a real barbecue for a change. It was, it was all right. The chicken was good. I didn't want it to be good. Yeah. So I turned up and I was like, this better be shit. Yeah. How yeah. many barbecues have you gone to where there's three types of chicken meat? It's just every black barbecue. Shut up, <laughs> mate. Shut up. <laughs> you know there's other types of meat, right? Mate, I was pro <laughs> chef right there, mate. Three versions there of chicken. There was a lot of white people there. And then there was one chicken. It was like, it was like this. It was really nice. It was my favorite. And I, you said I should take some home and I forgot. And I got like 20 minutes out away from your house. And I was like, I can't just turn back now. <laughs> I just turn back up the house and be like, excuse me. Uh, Can I have that chicken, please, mate? Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, it was really good. It was like a it was like a barbecue and jerk fusion, right? Yeah, but it was good. It yeah. was like a and and there was like white people that didn't want to eat it because they thought it was spicy. It wasn't spicy. It wasn't that spicy, nah. to be fair. Yeah. So you had like the the jerk the, the jerk chicken, which was hotter than the rest of them, but ultimately it wasn't that hot. Like I'm not really a massive spice fan myself. I can handle a bit of heat, but to be honest, since being with my my fiance Danielle. Mate, I can't handle heat. She can handle heat. Yeah, you were saying this. You were saying that you like she's had like pure like hot sauce, you know, like the I've stuff that comes in a tiny little black bottle. I've done and just, everything. Just, I think I think she's she's having you on, and it really deep down. No, she's like I thought the same. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yeah, of course there's gonna be something. You're just trying to firm it. All right, I give mm. you that. <clears throat> I actually looked into it even more. <coughs> Sorry, it's actually. Oh my god! Yeah, he's gonna choke. <laughs> well, I, what I will say is this probably just proves. Oh my god! I've I've always suge- I've always thought it with Danielle for a while that she had no taste because she was with Ken, and it just proves because she can eat hot sauce like that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, she has a bacteria <laughs> issue on her tongue, so she actually she, has, she actually has actually no has, actually no has actually no taste has. buds. So people that can handle really really hot stuff, uh, really spicy food. They have they don't have the bacteria that reacts with the spice that gives you that burning feeling. So she just doesn't feel it, you know. So she can have any type of spice and it's of no no effect. Don't get me wrong, she still has the aftermath. Yeah. You know, a couple of days later <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else. But um she can firm any type of hot sauce. So I'm listen, I'm still looking, I'm scouring the planet to find the hottest fucking hot sauce I can possibly find. Yeah. And give it to her to see if she actually has a meltdown. 
when I did a gig somewhere, I can't remember where, and oh, it was in Oslo or something like that. And the it was sponsored by some brand of hot sauce. Some some guy was making his kitchen. He just put it on the some shelves in supermarkets in Oslo, and it was the night was sponsored by. And all the comedians got a little bottle of hot sauce, and it was meant to be this really hot stuff. And um, being me, I was hungover and late for my flight, and I'm running through the airport. It was like under 100 mils, so I could bring it on the plane. Yeah, and it fell out my pocket. And uh, you know, never got. That was meant to be like the, the the hottest stuff. But I'm like a. Oh, uh, <laughs> we've got company. Ben's here. Uh, ben, you can come in. You have to say hello. What? You have to say hello. We're we're mid podcasting here. So <laughs> so we podcast in the gym, and then Ben's one of the guys that uses the gym. Um, but I don't know, you know, if he knew what was going on. He's got like, what you've got? What are you doing? I think he's dropping stuff off. You're just dropping stuff off? Yeah. Right. So you have to say, say hello, say Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hey, guys. Ben, uh, ben w- took a load of pictures for his social media this morning. He's looking all slim. He's a personal trainer. He's looking all slim. And um, and it turns out he was just starving himself. So he could take <laughs> <a picture. laughs> And then he, <laughs> I, I got to the gym and he's eating a Papa John's. And I'm like, what's this? I saw the pictures like an hour ago. And he's like, well, I starved myself. I starved myself to look good. So I'd get clients, innit? But, and then you're eating a Papa John's. I should have took a picture of him eating that Papa John's. Blackmailed the bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, Ben's been doing really well. <clears throat> with his training and then he's you know new into personal training so it's just going through the processes of getting your body composition right uh, and experimenting so yeah he's doing well yeah you know we hopefully he keeps it up after the fact but who knows at least one of us approve indeed <laughs> what's that was that a dig at me yeah, I think he's digging at you I'll t- tell yeah. you what because me and Kent had a little session and Kent said to me I've never felt power like it <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I knew it I knew I should have filmed his freaking reaction, lying on the floor, dying. I was lying on the floor, dying, after about 25 minutes of pure pad work. 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he said to me while I was laying on the floor, he came up to me, he stood over my body. (laughs) You know, he gave me a little little pat on the the chest, like, boy, I've never felt power like. (laughs) Do you say something along them lines? Listen, listen, he's strong for his small size, so it's all good. What's small size? (laughs) He even said, he said, I don't want, I'd never, ca- I want to catch one of them on my chin. He was, he was, say bye, Ben. Bye, Ben. Bye, no, you've got to say bye, Ben. Yeah, bye. Say bye to listeners. Bye, listeners. And how so do they find you if they want personal training in Norwich? Instagram, Ben Bell Fitness. So ben Bell ben Fitness. Fitness. Yep. All right. Check me out. Thanks, yeah. Ben. All right, mate. See you later. Do it again, I'll kill you. Right. So, Sorry other than that, how's your week been? Um... Yeah, good. Uh, I so last week I had that gig for uh, ITV2, the stand-up yeah. sketch show, and um, yeah, so it's it's just been it's been manic really since then. So it was Monday, it was last Monday, hmm. and um, I went down. There. I was nervous because I hadn't gigged for five months. Because yeah, of, I mean it was like I was like so like oh thanks, fa- you know, thank you Jesus or God or Allah, whoever's up there looking <laughs> down on me, um, thank you for this opportunity. But are you fucking taking a piss? It's my first gig in five months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey. You know? <laughs> if you're hungry for it, man, you've got to make it yeah, work. Yeah, of though, course. Right? But like, so I was, uh, I went down um, uh, on Monday. It was, it was uh, at Up the Creek Comedy Club in Greenwich, which is south of the river. So I wasn't that comfortable. So yeah. I don't like being, yeah. it was like, but you know, Greenwich is on the river. So like I could see north. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, and it has, it, I mean, I had to get the DLR. So you, could, you could still see the smoke signals from the north. Well, huh? I could still see the London Underground. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And right. I was on, and it, 
so I got there and I, I went to the gig. It was me and a load of famous comedians. Um, it was uh, Ian Sterling was the most famous one there, who's, who's the guy that voices Love Island. Right. Yeah. Um, and everyone was so lovely. And I, I, uh, it was like a trial for me. So basically the producer had never seen me live and wanted to see me live. And, um, and I was hosting the show and I, d I did, I mean, I did well, but I'm such, I'm my own worst enemy in terms of, I probably did about 80% of what I can do because of a bit of rust, because of a bit of nerves, because yeah. of, um, I think the talent booker didn't really know stand up as well. when she asked me to do certain things at the beginning in my, in my experience, stand up head, I, I thought I should be doing those more middle to end. Right. So the setup but, was a bit right. But it was no, not the setup. It was just the way that she wanted me to deliver certain jokes at certain times. And I, because I was new to that level, I was just like, yep, do as I told, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and in <laughs> hindsight, I was like, if I went back, I'd be like, actually, I would have more of the confidence to say, actually, I'll do this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it was great, all in all. And we, I mean, all the comedians, I mean, and like I said, a lot of them were on TV a lot, were coming up to me saying how brilliant I'm doing and how, um, you know, how fantastic they thought certain jokes were and stuff like that. And it was great. And then afterwards, we went and got drunk. <laughs> so Why? Do you always, every single time you do something, is that like a common thing to go to a gig, perform, and then get smashed? Yeah. <laughs> but why? My like, life, man. It is your life. <laughs> it is literally your life. One does not come without the other. Like... No, you just don't you don't hate. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a drink the whole the whole time because I was trying to be professional. I'm like I'm sure. in front of TV cameras. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. be like you know, not even a one pint to settle the nerves. So when the the, the cameras stopped rolling, now everyone was like, right, beer. So yeah. we're, we're having a pint or some prosecco and stuff like that. And then the, the comedy club bar was closing, and we was like, oh. so we came outside. We had chauffeurs. Wow. Like, like the top of the range BMWs with like buttons to press and open your doors. Jesus Christ. And um, and they all had our names in the front, like in the on the on the top of the dashboard was was so you could see which see, car see whose who's car, and then we was like, oh. but there's a pub across the road that's still open for an hour, and it was a Weatherspoons, and I was right. like, I made this big hoo ha about how I'm never gonna go to Weatherspoons because the guy that owns it, and I was like, well, it's the only thing open, you right. know, I would go somewhere <laughs> else if I could, <laughs> yeah, and then to me and like Ian Sterling and all that, we all just piled in there. Bought two bottles of Prosecco each because it was the last order. So it was like, you can only get one, one wow. round, guys. So it was like, in. well, we'll get two each. <coughs> right. right. So we're drinking this now and then we get kicked out because it's closing time. So they give us plastic pint cups. So we're drinking pints of Prosecco outside. That is disgusting. Over Weatherspoons. And then we all go get in chauffeur-driven, top-of-the-range BMWs and Mercedes. It just was, the two things didn't match, you know? And it was great. I got in and as I get out, as I walk towards my car. Yeah. The guy gets out, he opens the door for me. He's in a in like a suit and he actually he, he takes me into the car and I'm like, fucking open the door for me. <laughs> this guy's I, I took it apart, I was so drunk, I put it on my Instagram. This guy, I was I weren't getting in the car, I was just taking a picture of him. I'm like, this guy's opening the door for me. And then and then I'm driving and I'm like, uh, driver, um, if you go past the McDonald's or KFC, I ain't eaten. Yeah. They, they gave us some food at the beginning of the night, but it's a long night. I said, can you, uh, he got, of course, I can take you wherever. He was so cockney. He was like, I could take you wherever you want to go. And I was like, cool. So then we go to McDonald's in Bow and um, I'm ordering a Mac well, I said, just drive up to my side and I'll order. I'll get you something if you want to drive. He goes, no, it's on me, son. I what? Like, I was like, why are you buying my McDonald's? He goes, well, it's not every day that you get a TV, co comedian TV star in your car, is it? It's my treat. And I thought, you've vastly overestimated <laughs> who I am. Yeah? <laughs> you, 
you've been told that you're picking up from a comedy club doing a production of a yeah. TV recording yeah. and you've just thought, well, this guy must be well famous. Yeah. So you he could say to him in the pub, oh, I bought that guy a McDonald's I one day. <laughs> He's gone, he's gone back to his kids and gone, oh, yeah, I bought uh, David Alfie Wall a Big Mac last night. Oh, <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is that? But I took it. I was about to say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I'll take that for you. Went, went on my Instagram as well. <laughs> but the problem is, I was so drunk, uh, I couldn't get my Instagram up quick enough. So he was ordering his food. He ordered a fillet of fish. So everyone's like, why are you ordering oh. a fillet of fish? But I had to just go with it. Yeah. Like, I wanted a fillet of fish. And um, it was great. And then the next morning... Um, the producer messaged me and he said, uh, and this is the head producer, um, a, a lovely man called called Matt and I owe him a lot, said, um, he messaged me on Instagram, that's how we talk. And he said, uh, you were brilliant. Uh, thank you for being brilliant. You, you, you hosted the first TV recording in the UK since COVID. Um, I want to get you on the show, physically on the show. Going to talk to the team. Now that was uh, a week ago. Obviously these things take time. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck me, like, it's been doing my mental health hell. It's not been good. Because uh, as everyone knows, listening to this, I have bipolar. And for a while, Kent will know as well, because for a while, my meds ain't been working. Mm. Or they've been working, but I've been very unstable. I've not been as stable as I was at some stage. I don't know what's happened. It was actually, <coughs> after the first episode me and you ever did together, I had come from the hospital. And I said to the, the the Norwich mental health team, I said, I need to have my medication reviewed. I probably need to be on other stuff because I'm not good. I'm not very well at the moment. And I said, of course. And then that woman was leaving. She was like, but I'm leaving. It's my last day. And you're getting a new woman, Katie. And Katie will take it over from you. So then Katie called me. and was like, yeah, I'm taking it over. Then Katie goes off sick. Oh, no. And then I'm like, just left in the lurch. And then I've been trying to chase them, leaving voicemail saying like, because actually two, three days ago, four days ago, I was taking sleeping tablets throughout the day because I didn't want to be awake. I didn't want to be dead. Right. I'm not suicidal, but I don't want to be awake. I don't want to be awake with my thoughts. and my, <coughs> my right. So I was just peel, peeling up the sleeping tablets. Couldn't get hold of my mental health team. Turns out Katie's now been transferred. So I've just been left completely in the lurch, like no one to contact. Jesus. Finally got hold of someone yesterday and they were like... Um, you left a few voicemails on, on our crisis line? I was like, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I fucking think? did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. And um, they said, um, what's the problem? So well, I said, I've been taking Stephen Tablet and all this. And, um, oh, okay, um, our system's down at the moment, so I can't get your files up. Have you been diagnosed or? Oh, my God. They, had, they knew nothing about me. And I was like, I just felt like completely and utterly. And what it is, is, is for a while, I've just been very unbalanced and the... The whole thing of now I'm waiting to, I've had all this good news and, and, and the, the producer messaging me saying, I want to get you on the show and if I get that TV credit, it's huge for me. But it's making my uh, stability, my instability as it is, go from, because I'm anxious, I'm like, is it going to happen? Yeah. If it don't, oh, you know, and I, am I mentally prepared for it to not happen? Because there's a, there's a chance it might not happen. There's a chance that that they might not be able to squeeze me on this series. But I mean, I'm on their books and they yeah. think I'm brilliant. I think... so. It's good, and it's good to have, you know, be known that you are in with a production company, but of course the uncertainty is making, if my mental health is a pendulum, it is fucking yeah, going. Swinging. Uh, yeah, swinging. I'm, I'm happy, I'm dancing because I got that opportunity, and I, 
I've got all, all my, a few of my peers that night were messaging me on Instagram during the week last week saying, you smashed it, you were great, because like, I'd never worked with them before. Yeah, but I think, and I've said this from the day, I, first day I met you, and you kind of said to me, like, I've got these issues going on, blah, blah, blah. I said, and I said to you, you know what makes me laugh is that it's all, a <clears throat> perspective is a really good thing because you're able to achieve some great steps, like, things that are, people would look to like, oh my God, if I ever got the opportunity to do that, you're able to do these things and execute these things when you're literally at 40% sometimes, you know, 30%, but you're still able to see this opportunity, take hold of it, make it a success. Yes, there's aftermath. Yes, there's a back and forth. There's, you know, the unknowing. There's a, if I don't get it, how will I feel? How will I react if I don't get it? Like, so there's a lot of build up to that, which doesn't help with your situation, but you always got to hold on to that positive that even when you are five months out of work, people are still looking at you. People are still thinking of you so that when those opportunities come about, if you can hit that, the day you hit an opportunity with 100% mm. is a game changer. It's it men it mental because, I mean, you asked me three weeks ago mm. and I, I would have been like, well, Ken, I don't know what to fucking do. I've got no, no bookings in. Mm. And then out of the blue, this producer that I'd met kind of back end of last year, 2019, just thought of me because something made, him, made me stick in his brain. And then I had this opportunity and it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I, yeah. I wrote this on Facebook this week. I was like, you just never know. You can't give up because you, you can't. never, you yeah, never know what's around the corner. It's so important. Like your, your perspective, if you close your mind on opportunities, you close, your, you close the possible doors opening for you. But like if you're unapproachable, someone's going to be like, oh, do you know what? I would use Dave, but I, he's been ranting on Facebook about whatever, deep, mm. dark and, you know, putting positive negative energy out there but if you're you know in a tough spot like many of us are especially with the whole covid and lockdown loads of people are in very different places than what they're used to or what they're what's normal for them you know and a lot of people are trying to seek back that normalcy which is not going to happen it's the ones that adapt and go okay let me see how I can reinvent myself and find myself in a mm, better position. No, it's, it's definitely. Know? And, it, you know, I've got to take a lot of positives. But, of course, it's making me kind of go, because you just want to know. You want to do I've got a contract or not. Do you know what I mean? Can I, can I, uh, and, 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 and the fee goes up by, like, a lot. So, I'm yeah. like, yeah, do I have that but or not? So I think it's, like, it's a case of taking the positives from it, you know, not letting it overwhelm you, and ultimately accept it for what it is and take the opportunities mm. of making good connections, new people seeing you, like it may not be of this of one. Of course, yeah. it may not be this one, but it doesn't mean that it won't be one down the road. You know, where with, like I said, with these <clears> things, you don't get one shot. Or you know, it's a cliche. You get one yeah, shot. You and know, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like now, I'm on their radar. Yeah, and if and they perseverance. think of, listen, I wasn't shit. Um, but it's just like one of these things. If you, you get the message the next day, and all my comedian friends, like I've got friends that are very, very well known on the comedy circuit, then Apollo a couple of times, mm. bastards, you know, and uh, <laughs> and. Um, and they're like, Dave, this is great. You're like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't just, I just, it just seems a bit too good to be don't, true sometimes. Yeah, you know but I mean? don't, don't be your yeah. own worst enemy and don't shit on your own victories. Do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And I like, do, I do that. Yeah, I, I, I find the negatives in everything. A lot of people do it. I spend, I spend a lot of my time trying to be positive. I'll take positive attitudes. We can all have bad days. We all have ups and downs. That's not me saying I'm just going to be happy, go lucky. I keep it real. But like I try and be very mindful of the energy I put out in the world because ultimately that's what you would absorb back. So like, you know, when I do like my art, I do my art because it's it makes me feel good. It's a positive thing. You know, I used to get it when I used to train, you know, 
I realized that for me, it's all about creating. So if I'm creating something, I'm ultimately happy. Next week, mate, I'm ripping out my entire kitchen and putting my whole, whole new kitchen in and I give myself seven days to do it. Can you do that? Of course I can do that. Why is it? Why can you do everything? But you because can do everything but punch me up. Do you know what? <laughs> it's because it's you can turn your hand. I've never known a man that can turn his hand to anything, bar that one thing. But you know, no one's perfect. Because I think you know, without getting too deep, like I, w- I never felt good enough as a child, so I became good at everything. If I understand how to do something, if I look at something and I don't, I'm like you know, I I don't know how to do everything, but if I put my mind to something. Ultimately, I'll be successful at it because I will look at every single detail. I will understand it fully. I will study to make sure I know how to do that. Because, like, like with, with your drawing, like we we spoke about that on previous episodes that you do these. What what, they, what would you call it? Mash. It's like pop art. Like, pop art. Like, yeah, and know. they're really good. And I I thought it was more your hobby, and you had a bit of a following on Instagram. But you know, just before we were recording, you like se- sending some to like America. You're selling yeah. them, and, and you know, I, I, when I started it, you know, I started my art journey. On a, on a thing of oh just you know a bit of fun I'll yeah. just do it I started getting it I mean I started in December and within what we're we looking at so before May so I wanted to have 10,000 followers before May and I, I hit that way before my birthday 17th of May how much that cost so <laughs> a lot of time and effort <laughs> and a lot of pens because I had to buy a lot of art stuff so like but I was because I, I then got into this lockdown phase and I, honestly, I just literally churned out art constantly, constantly, constantly. because That's all I had to do. And then it went up to just under 16,000 now where I'm like, where do I take it from now? Because now I have got art companies that, that want to send me products. I do have people that mm. either commission me to do work. You know, I've sold three or four pieces that go to America and it's like, well, how much do I charge for something I've created? Because I've got all of what I need yeah. by creating it the value of it is what it is to you, Mm. you know? So like, it's hard, it was hard for me to kind of go, well, how do I sell art, you know? Because you can see some pieces of art that are thousands and thousands and you go, I don't get it, but someone does, you know? Yeah, I see this, uh, there's a, there's an art shop near, near me in Holt and, Mm. um, a guy just has a shop there and he sells like, and it was a, it was a boat in the ocean and it was like 10 grand. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you doing, what? man? But it's really good. You've done a Black Panther one, which is a tribute, which yeah. is really nice. So that was, our, you know, that was something I wanted to do. It's hard with those kind of things because as much as the, the movie Black Panther, right, was a great movie of its time, you know, for the culture, doing tributes when someone's passed away on Instagram becomes very like, oh, you're just trying to get, of jump on the yeah, bandwagon yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. So like in my head, I was kind of, I wanted to do it, but then I got requested by someone to say, oh, can you do this for me? Like I want to do it. And it became a job. So I was like, I kind of was happy to do it because yeah. as much as I'm going to put it on my social media and people will see that and it's something yeah. I'm proud of, you know, it is ultimately done for someone else, you know. Well, who, who it's, you know, it's it. my birthday at the end of the month. Is it? 25th. 25th. So, uh, you know. What I character don't do you want? <sighs> I want a mashup of my childhood. Right. So I want, I want Spider-Man banging Crash Bandicoot. Why you got to be so dirty with stuff? Why can't you just have a normal, like... Oh, well, where they can fucking... Well, I don't no, know. No, just keep it PG. What about if Crash Bandicoot and Charizard and Spider... No. <laughs> just no. <laughs> no, I was just going to say they're collecting apples together. Collecting apples. Yeah, listen. you, you, you Yeah, maybe I will do something. Well, if I'm going to do a piece of art, I want you to put it on your wall and it needs to make you feel a positive way about it. So I need you to look at it and be like, yeah, that makes me want to fucking get Well, that's go. my childhood. I don't know. Spider-Man's my favourite superhero. How about I do your Spider-Man piece then? Yeah. 
a dope Spider-Man piece that you can put on your wall. But then a Batman one would be good because I think is a Batman more like for an adult. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, <laughs> yeah. I, do, if it's on your wall, yeah, 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 yeah. I get, I get <laughs> what you're saying. Listen, I'll do either, either or. You know, right? Well, what was gonna, let's jump let's in. Get a, let's we, get a question. Let's get one of your random questions from your crazy following. You know what? Do you know what? I um, I was at my granddad's uh, uh, service yesterday because um, and so I I only asked the questions this morning. So it was like usually if I ask it like late at night when people are back from work and had a drink and stuff like that and they're crazy, not as crazy this more morning questions. So right. um, Amy Rogers wants to know what would your last meal be on death row? Oh fucking hell! Who's cooking it? I don't know. Fucking Gordon okay, so Ramsay. Hey, all right, bang beef Wellington all day long. So on my literally, I've probably it was probably the first thing I put on my actual bucket list if I had a bucket list. Really? Just I, want, nah, just give me too I was much like, heartburn. I said, you know what? I'm going to get to a point in my life where I'm going to be like, hey, Gordon, come to my house, cook for me, yeah? Beef Wellington, safe. Why Why his particular beef Wellington? I don't fucking know. I, it just give me too much heartburn. And I, I know that defeats the object because I'm going to be dead in like half an hour <laughs> after it. But, you know, I don't want to die with right, heartburn. So what, what would yours be? Mine would definitely be a Gordon Ramsay beef Wellington. Hand pie, pie and mash and liquor. Oh, fuck off. I, I, honestly. Pie and mash? Pie and mash and liquor. The, the Cockney grub. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I swear to God, because you can't get it up here, obviously. You only get it in London. Whenever I'm down there, as soon as I'm on the M11 driving home and I hit Stansted, I yeah. start to crave pie and mash. <laughs> and that's it. I, every time I go there, and then like I've got friends up north, and they're like, it looks disgusting. It looks but wouldn't you want to have something you've never had before? What if I hate it? <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tastes like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my last meal. It's fucking the shittiest beef wedding I've ever had. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is not yeah, what I yeah, expected. Yeah, yeah. Now I've got heartburn as well. Okay, and I didn't yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. pie right. and mash all day long. Um, should we go um, one one more? Ricky yeah. says, if you could put one celebrity in the sea, who would it be? In the sea? Like just bin them off. Like drown. Like off the Oh, well, yeah, like you never heard of them ever again. Yeah. <sighs> that's, see, that's, I don't know. I don't really think like that. So I don't really like admire or hate celebrities. Nah, well, like, it's Jamie Foxx. Is, is the right Fuck answer. off. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. No, well, you're going to fight then. No chance. No, no, but I'll tell you why, right? There's nothing you can say to me right now. No, 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 there's listen, nothing you can say to me. Listen to me now. Fuck Jamie Foxx. And I'll tell you why. Because nobody can be that handsome, <laughs> that good at acting, that good at singing, that good at stand-up, yeah? And then one time he was jogging around the Hollywood Hills, a car had burnt, flipped over, was burning, he dragged the woman out before she died. Fuck Jamie Foxx. You're, you're showing us all up, you cunt. Yeah? Get him in the sea. Showing us all up. Do you know how many people say that about me? Because I'm like this arrogant guy who can do all these fucking things. Says he can do all these things, but then actually does them. It's like, you're a prick. Like, fuck you. Why Why you got to be good at that as well? I get it. But you're not throwing Jamie Foxx in. Because, you know, just based on fuck that statement, off, just based on that statement, Show you know what's going to happen? He's going to literally tr- <laughs> twist yeah, you Jamie, up and then throw you no, up. No, no, no. Jamie Foxx, you put him in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean, the choppiest ocean, <laughs> choppiest part, in and the middle of a storm. It would the guy would just like be holding onto the back of the boat when you get back. You know? <laughs> no, he'll be riding dolphins. <laughs> into the- <laughs> just get picked up by some boat dolphins, mate. Um, yeah, I don't. I personally don't know who I would throw in the sea. Who could I, who could I say that has affected me enough to give a shit? Um, I suppose Trump's a celebrity in it as such. Yeah, but... Chuck him in there. Nah, because shit floats, doesn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't drown. Um, okay, so look, look. So 
it's been a mad week, but there's there's one thing I've seen this week, and I wanted to show you, and I'm, I, I'm going to try and put it onto this podcast because I think it's good. Like it was uh, on BBC, like some home improvement show, and I just saw like a, a segment on it on Instagram, and it absolutely cracked me up. So like, all I'm going to do, I'm going to try and play the audio for you, right, so you can hear it. Just to give you a backstory, obviously, that it's that t- classic home improvement show. Husband and wife had their house improved. He was happy at the beginning. You know, the living room looked nice. It was like grey, blue chairs. Like, mm. you know, you look at it, you think, oh, I'm proud of this. And then he kind of got upstairs into the bedroom. And like, this was his reaction. And I kid you not, it absolutely like is priceless. He's probably been dubbed one of the best rants or reactions ever on TV. Let's see. What do you think, Rachel? So Rachel's the wife. Well, you've got your colour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I like the wardrobe. <laughs> it's so bright. No, it's too much. <laughs> to me. So let's just put it into context. It's yellow floral pa- wallpaper, blue wardrobe by the looks of it, mm. and some other random colours. It literally looks like someone's gone in there and thrown up all you over a, the place. You have um, oh, what's that place in London that the girls go to? Oh, uh, Snitch or... Oh, I can't remember what it's uh, called it now. It sounds poncy. Oh, it's so poncy. And then every room is a different theme. Oh, yeah. And the toilets are these little egg pods. Oh, so girls actually go there to take pictures next to somebody's shitting. Because it's yeah, trendy. C- c- it looks trendy. I'll f- I'll, I have to find out what it's called. It's c- can't well, sound like that. This this guy... Hey, it's too busy. I wouldn't have done anything like it, and I don't like it. <laughs> supposed to be able to go to sleep in a bedroom, and it's like a kid's play area. I think it looks horrendous. It doesn't look anything like a bedroom. <laughs> the designer, Sorry, he's saying this to the designer. But the best thing about the designer's face is you can tell she's trying to be professional and trying to hold it together, but she's like, this guy's literally ripping me a new one. She's obviously very proud of this room, and I don't know what conversation was had for her to think that this was be a, would be a good idea, but he literally is ripping her a new one for me it's hideous <laughs> i think it's even too much for rachel if she was to tell the truth is um, it rachel I, I like i i do like i like the bed and the wardrobes i like the th- rachel's just trying to be pragmatic is, she's yeah. a yes man like that's a fully yes man you can see in her face that she's yeah. like this is fucked up now whether she's thinking this is fucked up and and her husband's gonna hate it right but she's going, yeah, she looks like she don't like it either, right? But she's trying to kind of keep keep the peace, as it were. Theme of it. So overall, you quite like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Drunk. I like the lights. <laughs> don't like it at all. But did Definitely he say not. she's drunk? It's, it's rank. It's rank. It though, John. <laughs> I know you're telling us she doesn't, but I think no, she I'll, does. I'll, I'll leave it to her. Rachel's but you're answering for her. I yeah, mean, I haven't heard much out of Rachel's mouth, actually. Come on, Rachel. Well, I think it'll grow on us, Alec. I do it. Come, Come on, on, Rachel. Back me up, Rachel. <laughs> Come on. We've got to make a TV show here. You, got, you Don't slate my work, please. I'm going to get booted off. <laughs> the bed and the wardrobes. I did ask for colour. If Rachel likes it, yeah, so will be it. And so if Rachel likes it, can you keep it the same? Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> so... so can you keep it? Nah, not for long, mate. This is going. As soon as you leave and all the cameras are, I'm ripping all this down. But this is what kills it. This is his actual bedroom. This isn't like the spare room. He is like a proper working class, Geordie, that kind of way. Grafter. Grafting, probably worked in a factory. Yeah. 
and he's he's got like this the bright it's like from Alice in Wonderland. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the the bedside table's green, <laughs> the wardrobe's blue, it's got yellow flowery pink floral no ma- and a little chandelier thing. No one wants to li- no one wants to I've that. got a confession. I was on one of these shows. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, about nine years ago. So you you participated in the show, as in I was uh, I, I was part of the show of, of a sixty minute makeover, right? Uh, with Peter Andre at the time, <laughs> was hosting it, and um, I applied from on behalf of my mum to get a makeover of the house, right? And it was accepted, and I had to be the person and spend all day with Peter Andre, right? Um, How was that they experience? Ripped out. It was, you know, he he was all right. He, he, he was all right. To be fair, I wanted him to be so question. A wanker, so he sixty minute makeover. Obviously, it's the whole thing gets done in sixty minutes. No, bollocks, isn't it? It's bollocks. They turn up at like seven a.m. Yeah, and um, they were gone probably ten o'clock at night. <laughs> what the fuck? And it's just shown over sixty minutes. Right. So that's their. I think back in the day it was sixty minute makeover. Yeah, because they used to put like they a, used timer, to have their timer yeah, a timer on it. And but like, I, right, you but got, they got had changed. By the time I had gone it, they had changed the. Um, the, the setup and it was it. more we just showed this over 60 minutes didn't last long Peter Andre was, I had to spend all day make, make bunting with Peter Andre <laughs> out in my garden while he spoke to me and I, I wasn't doing comedy or anything at the time so I couldn't even try and get him to help me and not that he probably would and I couldn't you, you weren't allowed to ask about Katie Price either oh actually yeah, told yeah told don't talk yeah, about can't, Katie Price can't talk about Katie Price so this, was this so this is after they separated then yeah it was after they after separated separate, yeah right. and um, you can't ask And then, but I, I had they're like, well, I didn't have it. It was in my house somewhere. It wasn't mine. It was one of their joint books. <laughs> and I was going to ask him to sign it, but I was told by the producer I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted him to sign it to wind him up because there's a picture of him and Katie in the, on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, so all right, so that, that made me think, like, obviously, I'm quite handy. So, like, I tend to do the stuff I want in, in my house, like, not a problem. But, like, if someone... You was to decorate something. What would you? What would be the worst thing someone could do to your bedroom that you think? Well, put Arsenal stuff. <laughs> I would burn my own bedroom down. Would you? Yeah, fuck it. I just can't. If red, I don't hate the color because it's the color of Arsenal playing, and that's so deep rooted into me and right. my upbringing and my love for my club and my hatred for them. You'll never see me wearing red. Never. 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 I, I, I won't. I've seen you wear red. You ain't seen me wear red definitely seen you not like red. a light red you might have seen me maybe like a maroon burgundy kind of uh, um i'm gonna buy you a red t-shirt for your birthday i wouldn't i wouldn't wear it i would i wouldn't wear it i, w- I would not wear a red t-shirt but you still, so if i if i give you a red t-shirt for your birthday you what would you do huh you'd be like oh, I, would, I would i would i wouldn't be like like fucking ron or whatever his name is and be like fucking hit it you know <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like thanks ken that's very thoughtful of you yeah and then i would give it to the dog no, I, would, I wouldn't really. You, I, 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 I wouldn't wear it though. I wouldn't wear it. Right, I I would, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear it. You wouldn't wear it. I wouldn't wear it because I, I don't wear red. Hey, here you go. You wear the red T-shirt for a day. Post it on your Instagram. I'll train you for a year for free. And there it is. No, and I there know, it is. No, no, how deep rooted is you it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> how deep rooted is it? Because the way I we just before uh, the sessions uh, for the podcast today, me and Ken had a little session because I needed to feel like I had a workout, and I hit him with this. I think it's a hook or a cross, probably a cross. <laughs> and I think for, uh, if you took them on your, your arms, 
On my arm. Because it was on your forearm because you had that big pad. Right. If you took that on your forearm for a year, I'd probably give you arthritis or something. Okay. So <laughs> So you're doing me a favour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate um, it. Um yeah, this is how deep rooted it is in the Tottenham culture. Not to I won't remember when I was uh fifteen, sixteen, it was the the cup final at Wembley, two thousand and eight, and we've got a, a coach from Tottenham take us to Wembley and then back like right. we were supporters. It dropped us off and we was walking down Tottenham High Road. Um, trying to find a pub. I mean, it's 15, of course. Yeah. And um, everyone's chatting. You know, you don't know everybody and everyone's just chatting. You get to know each other because you're on the coach. And then this one guy stops. He goes, oh, this is me, lads. This is my car. And it was a red car. And then people just went, started abusing him. Really? What are you doing in a fucking red car? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is how I have to be for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that is, uh, that is uh, sad, um, to be fair. Right. right, let's get another question. Let's you go. Got any more questions? Yeah, uh, all right, let's go. Cameron, Cameron is American. He's asked a few questions for us. He said, do you have college slash uni frat parties in the UK? If yes, what's the wildest you've been to? I don't think we do, though, do we? I think you, I think you do. I never, I went, never went to went uni. To uni. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of wasted on both of us. But I'm pretty sure friends of mine that have gone to uni, I'm pretty sure the first year you just party. You don't do it. Yeah, but I think like I think a frat party is like, because they have like houses, don't they? Like big houses. Yeah, but there's no different to We have like freshers. We have yeah, like freshers. freshers student accommodation I mean, I've never like been that. to uni but I've uh, taken advantage of some freshers week yeah the most uh, the closest I've ever been I was doing a show in Sweden in a little uni town somewhere in the middle of fucking nowhere I did a show at the uni in Sweden mm-hmm. for them and then afterwards I partied with the uni students and um, I got invited back t- with this very very beautiful Swedish girl as they're all just I went to Sweden mm-hmm. and then I was like okay I'm at the airport we land in the plane and I'm thinking Let's see if it's true what they say about Swedish women. And the woman at checking my passport was one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. I was like, you should be ugly. Like, this isn't a job for beautiful people, you know? And um, but this is a kicker. She was the ugly one. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. You get out. You get out and like, oh, she was the ugly. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And uh, so this girl, she said, oh, um, she was gorgeous. She said, come, come back come back to ours we've got a party like a, and it was like a, it looked like an American frat party there's people playing right. beer pong and stuff like that and <laughs> she said to me everyone's like um, past like doing uh, drugs and so I don't do drugs but they were all doing it around me I'm just drinking beer and then she's like come to my bedroom I was like cool <laughs> I'm on it hell yeah I'm on it <laughs> open her bedroom door there's this guy just passed out Oh. passed out on her bedroom floor and I'm like this motherfucker's not fucking this up for me right so I'm trying to like shake him by his t-shirt like wake, wake up bro you're getting out of the room yeah. and I even pick him up at one stage and just drop him <laughs> yeah to try and wake, to him, try up. And wake him up <laughs> but right. he's not waking up and she's like fuck it she's, he's not waking up he's passed out just come come on the bed right so I do the deed and right. I'm starting off slow like quiet and then afterwards I'm into it I'm like you know like hair pulling spanking yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know and um, and then I I have an early flight, so I'm like, I'm going back to my hotel now. It was a very small town, so you could just walk everywhere. She's like, oh, cool. Thanks for a nice night. It's nice to meet you. Cool. And I step over the guy, open a door so light comes in from the hallway, turn back to look at her, say goodbye. And the guy had glasses on. When I was waking him up, he didn't have glasses on. (laughs) So he, he has woken up at some point during this session and thought, well, free porn. (laughs) <laughs> put my and he put on. his glasses on the worst thing is can they weren't even steamy they should have been steamy <laughs> and that was a, that was the closest thing I've ever got to a frat party oh dear well yeah I've, I've definitely not had anything <laughs> of, of that level of experience at all um, you know but I, I'm sure I'm sure there are frat party type things uh, yeah 
Have we got, do you need so I've got, I know, I've got, got one random, random thing, random thing off the internet that I got this week that I saw that made me laugh. That there is a study that people who refuse to wear face masks are more likely to be psychopaths. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, how? How does that? No, how does that even? I mean, I, I think probably how that study is is made is that that. I mean, it's more like one of these things. Is not everybody that wears doesn't refuse to wear a mask is a psychopath, but every psychopath refuses to wear a mask. No, yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, because yeah, they're like you know. I don't know. It's probably more an American study as well. Yeah, because in America, it, as far as I'm aware, that it's become more of a political statement to not wear it. To, well, if you're if you don't wear it, you're more of a, a, a right wing. Yeah, they were protesting. Trump, in, they were protesting right, in, yeah. in Germany like hard because well, there's were, a lot of people that that, that are stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in America, it's like if you're if you're wearing a mask, then you're almost identifying yourself as being more liberal, left wing, and supporting. It's like saying anti-Trump. you're a follower. You're an anti-Trump. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. so, so 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 the Trump supporters actually, I've seen some videos of them abusing. I just hang on. So what? Trump is is Trump against face masks yeah well the, his followers are yeah his followers against uh, face yeah, no, masks uh, and he's yeah, that's why them. you even see at like the political rallies that Trump and then Biden who's going against Trump Biden will come out with a mask on his people behind him he's yeah. you know will have masks on and then none of Trump's will it is definitely a political statement right right okay so um, and I think anyone that follows Trump is a psychopath so <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> <was> probably true <laughs> 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 right well I mean there's also, this thing like I saw, where um, uh, it's like a confessions, right? So people have confessions. Is there any confessions that you can think of that we could talk about in terms of whether it's you or something you've heard? You put me on a fucking spot like that. Yeah, well, you're you talking know, about fess hole. I'm talking about yeah, com- confess, yeah. confess your sins, boy. Yeah, yeah. no, I do. And do you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't, I, you put me too much on the spot here. Yeah. Um, Come on, I want you to confess something to me. It doesn't have to be you. You can make something up. No, it will be no. me though, won't it? Will we fucking watch confessions? What are you going to confess to the people? In the last couple of minutes of the episode. No, we, we, I think we can run this episode a bit longer actually. So. We're all right. We're not in a rush because Ben came in. So, um, I I <laughs> I, uh, I started texting one of those text lines once when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Your sexual experiences are so fucking young. Uh, me? <laughs> don't, don't rub your face. Ah, oh, me. I oh, mean, what? No, no. no I, yeah, I'm probably definitely fucked up sexually. That's why I thought I was a sex addict as well. Yeah. Well, soon, yeah. soon as you started watching Powerpuff Porn, mate, it was over for well, you. Well, yeah. I got my first blowjob when I was about eleven, ten. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking weird, isn't it? That is. W- I look back now and I'm like, that wasn't normal. That's not normal. But I, I um I found I found my uh, my dad's porn collection and then um my mum's friend had a, a female daughter that was a couple of years older than me and we watched it together and said, do you want to copy it? <laughs> and that's probably why I'm so fucked up. Fucking hell, bro. Yeah. Uh, so that's a confession. No one really knows about that. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I can't remember. I was I was gonna say something as well. Um. Oh yeah. I was texting one of these. You know. You know. When we were late at night. I don't think they're a thing anymore. But the, the, they used to come on like. Sexy girls waiting in your area and babe stuff station. Like that. Well, no, it wasn't babe station. It was like you would. It was an advert, and it was like, oh, you know, Sarah's waiting for you here. Yeah, and Sarah's like, some old. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> just text, you know, your message, and then it would go. It would cost you like fucking five or a message or whatever. And I was I had a contract through my mum. 
and uh, and then I blame my friend Pascal. So. <laughs> I don't know where that fifty pound charge is. Well, I swear. Yeah. Uh, no, Pascal had my phone. I swear, and I don't know what he did with it. I think he called the Congo. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Such a dickhead. <laughs> well, one of the one of the confessions I saw, which made me think of it, bring up, was like there's a guy who has never washed below the knee in thirty eight years. Yeah, this is a thing, isn't it? Like, I um, don't know. I don't think that's a thing. That can't be a thing. It's a white man thing. That definitely. I right. wash my leg, but then I always think because, like, my, my best mate Chris kind of was like an older brother to me, and then like, um, I remember when we used to go swimming and that he would like, he was just thoroughly. He would like proper lava himself up in the showers afterwards. You know, even with yeah. the trunks on, but proper like too much lava. <laughs> yeah, too too, you know, much too much lava. lava. You don't need that much lava. <laughs> You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's a limit, you know, when you're in a shout, <laughs> when you're in a public shout, there's too much lover, yeah. but it would be all over, like, you know, wash it, and I would be like, that's how you kind of, you know, my mum was a single mum, so I think I looked up to Chris, and I would just lava myself up, <laughs> just lava it away, and uh, that's how I still wash to this day, yeah, I, I wash head to toe, but it seems to be a thing, like, you know, when these uh, these these rallies where people in London were protecting Winston, Search, uh, Winston Churchill's statue, yeah. And a lot of people on Twitter was like, yeah, look at these fucking dirty leg bastards. So I think it's a thing. Okay, so what I don't get right, <clears throat> because if you wore shorts, let's say, and you're doing a garden or whatever, and it's a bit dirty, your legs your legs will get dirty. Yeah. You have to physically, like, rub that shit off. Yeah, I know, yeah. You can't just... so. This man's probably never played sport or football. What? I reckon he's probably got some mad hairy legs, right? But they're so dense with dirt, they look like dreadlocks. Do you know that kind of like, that's, that's it's just so hairy butters, legs. Man, it's, it's disgusting. Um, if anyone's listening out there hasn't washed their legs, wash your legs. So if you had, you have to not wash <coughs> one part of your body for the rest of your life. What are you not going to wash? You can't say your legs. One part of your body you can't wash. You can't put soap to it. You can't the, even put water to the, it. The mid-drift of the back. The mid-drift. Just, just somewhere. I mean, because I don't... I mean, you don't always get everywhere in your back anyway. Do you know what I mean? So, like, the, 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 little, the little spot... That little that spot can't that you reach. can't reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I ain't been washing that shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I think... Not washing below the knee is dirty. Yeah, wash uh, wash yourself. What do you think his toes look like, though? Just, I bet he's got like... Them yellow. Yellow, yellow toes, yeah, isn't it? Yellow, yellow white man toes. Ooh, hairy knuckle mm. toes. I, don't, I just, just sort of... Oh, allow it. That is disgusting. <laughs> Vicky Brugger asks, um, weirdest food you've eaten in Asia? Could you been to Asia? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to Thailand, yeah. Did the you? weirdest thing... Yeah. Um, I didn't do the scorpions like you see them like they're on scorpions yeah, on in the market they have like scorpions and yeah. rad crickets and all that kind of random shit I don't drink alcohol so I was never drunk enough to do that what makes me laugh is they actually charge you if you want to take a picture of it they do yeah well you got to make your money how you got to make how your money how are you right? going down Kaosan Road and you don't drink alcohol Kaosan Road Kaosan Road was a fucking mistake for me Bangkok was a mistake one thousand percent, bro. No, okay, listen. You know, I've had no, some no, good no. times in Bangkok. Listen, Thailand, Thailand, amazing place. Why are we slagging off Bangkok? Places. No, listen, I'm going to explain. Fucking it's not dickhead. about. It's not about Bangkok. It's more about what I wanted for my holiday. I made the mistake of listening to twenty-year-olds 
who are like, yeah, go to Thailand. It's well cheap. You can live for like eight pound a day out there, mate. It's fucking salt. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, you won't need much money. Oh, really? Oh, cool. So me and Danielle, we like obviously paid for the holiday. We got some money saved up. We're like, yeah, it's going to be dope. Got to travel. Going to go to all these different places. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm not a traveler. I'm a fucking, tell me where I'm at. I'm staying there. I ain't moving kind of guy. I'll explore. Hate you. But I need to come back to a spot. So I went to Koh San Ro. We land, we land in Thailand. We stay close to the airport first night because we land at night time. Go to Bangkok. Come to Koh San Ro. We're at the, the, the is it D&D? Basically a big hotel in the middle of Koh San Ro, right? Oh, you stayed in Kosan, right? Yeah, bro. That is a mistake. That is a fucking that is mistake. A mistake. Yeah, yeah, so we yeah. get to this place. I'm like, ah, oh, and it's like I've got every time. Hey, come here, come here, come here. Oh, so yeah, listen, don't stay there. Where I'm, a, where I'm a Londoner boy, right? <laughs> like, I'm I'm used to a fucking market. Do you know what I mean? So I can handle the banter. I can handle the haggle, all that kind of shit. Danielle's from Norfolk. She ain't built like that. <laughs> so I'm saying to her, look, babe, stop saying hello to people. Stop talking walking. to people. Walk. Keep walking. She's like, no, but they're being nice. I'm like, no, they're not. They just want your money. I'm walking down the road, Dave, and I'm everyone's like, hey, hey, you want cab, you want this, you want that, blah, you want suit, hey, you want a suit? I'm like, oh, it's suit, fucking 40 yeah. degrees, man. I don't want a fucking suit, yeah. right? Next week, I turn around, and Danielle's being led to some tuk-tuk where the guy's like, hey, look at this map. And she's like, oh, babe, babe. And before I know it, he's literally got her by the tuk-tuk. And I'm like, babe, what are you doing? I don't know. Are you just telling me to get in? Yeah. I'm like, and you're doing it because of what? Like, you obviously don't want to go in the tuk Just stop talking to people so i had to kind of educate and not talk to people did you go to so a ping pong show no <laughs> so no i didn't know what that was <laughs> <laughs> i did i found out afterwards because someone said you want to go ping? i was like i don't fucking watch table tennis fuck that okay it, hindsight yeah i know what it is the now. funny thing is I, I, i've been to one and um at the beginning of the, the night or the early evening it's oh you ping pong show ping pong show end of the night they're like live sex show because it's not just ping pongs that come out of there right razor blades what yeah, razor blades uh, on like a string. They tie razor blades in a string and they pull it out at a pum pum. Why? And um, they must be blunt. Then. A, a, a live uh, budgie. Yeah, it was very cruel. I was, I, I didn't enjoy. Okay, it. yeah. See, and then a guy comes in and fucks her, and uh, it was just like, what the fuck is? Yeah, it? see, that 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 don't really work for me, man. That no? don't no, that don't. Ah, work man, for me. You see, you're too judgmental. If a girl, see, do you see a girl pull at some? Razor blades out. I'm, I'm like, this ain't fucking prison break, love. Like, fuck <laughs> that shit. It's a, it's right? I mean, I mean, uh, as we're talking crudely, there's a question here that says, um, and it, the guy wanted to stay anonymous, and I don't know why, because it's not that bad. Um, he said, would you rather uh, cry tears of semen or come like water, like tears, like salty tears? Salty tears? So Yeah, so when you came... Hang on, are we saying like little salty tears, or are we talking like salt water? Like, well, Burn I suppose it depends how you come. Because I come like ferocious, I'm a big shooter. <laughs> Yeah. So when I come, if I'm coming tears, <laughs> it's like a post tw 2002 super soaker. You know, before health and safety fucked them up. Where it just like yeah, blind you. It would blind you. It <laughs> would. It would. <laughs> I've shot in girls' eyes before because it just goes so far. Even if I'm like, she's like, pull out. Oh no. From there to there. <laughs> I swear, I've, I've o over girls' heads before. I don't know how I shoot like this. And one time it went in a, girl, uh, a girl's eye years ago. My ex and um, she it started swelling up like you know she had a oh, reaction to it. Oh fuck it! And then she goes downstairs. We used to have a downstairs bathroom in London, and then like she's washing her eye and she comes out and my sister's walking past the bathroom. She goes, "What's happened to your eye?" <laughs> she goes, "Oh, I've had a reaction to something." Yeah, you have. Here, have 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 some antihistamines. And then my ex couldn't go. Oh no, it's okay. I know what it is. Your brother just came in it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Um, I, I, but so I think if you were to cry salty tears, uh, come in your case, tears, it would be. It would be. I mean, I don't know. Hang on. Would so, it shoot out like that? So hang on, hang on. So we're saying, so like, it, I'm either gonna cry, semen. Yeah, but like uh, little drops, like how you would normally cry. So, so when you cry, a little drop will run just, down your that, face. That won't run down your face, though. That would just it be would just congealed stick. up. Yeah, it look like you got conjunctivitis. Look, yeah. Nah. Uh, what's that on your face? I'm not about that life. Nah, but then when, you, you, so when you're when having sex and then you're like... Squirting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've got an answer for that, to be fair. But uh, yeah, I think that goes in the bin of <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> uh, let's go one more. Mark Eddy says... Um, he wants to talk about mental health, actually. He says, uh, as, as men are constantly told we need to talk, would you say it's easier said than done? I've I've opened up, pretty much got a brick, brick wall response. Mm. So I, I literally had this conversation with one of my clients this morning. Like, I found, as a, as a personal trainer and a coach, like, I find that I do a lot of therapy with a lot of individuals. My emotional intelligence is quite high, and, you know, I try and help people outside of the gym as well as inside it, because I feel like the better your mind is, the more open you are to, to mm. the changes, right? And... So when I started my career, like I didn't intend to just train females, but it just led that way. I ended up training more females than I do guys. So I can obviously relate with them very, very easily. Um, but as of now, I've got more guys. Or I've, this is the most guys I've ever trained in one go, right? At the same time. And what I've, what I've realized is that the easiest way to put it is, yeah, guys do need to be more open, but unfortunately they're not educated enough how to, mm. right? just about how they're raised do you know what I mean like you know you've got to be strong you've got to be the man you've got to be this or whatever so they don't actually know how to open up and uh, become a little bit more vulnerable and I always look at it like this when someone said to me why do you only train girls I said because a girl will come to me thinking that she's weak and I'll show her that she's strong a guy will come to me thinking he's strong and can do it all and then ends up feeling like he's weak yeah. because I show him how to do it properly and it doesn't work as much as they think they, it should. And it is that ego that kind of like slams the door on a lot of uh, opening up. But I guess with anything, like I say with anyone, you have to be careful who you open up to because 90% of people don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. I was going to add to what you've all said is is exactly right. And um, what what Mark says is that he's opened up to people and he's pretty much got a, a blank wall mm. response. Now that Mark isn't the the situation. That's not going to be always when you open up. You're not always going to get that response. I found out pretty quickly that I can only open up to certain people, and mm-hmm. a lot of like my friends I grew up with actually don't want to know about my mental health struggles. Hardly of them ever text me about it. And in fact, they they try and um, give me banter for opening up, and mm. I'm like, that that's not what we've got to do. So it's it's more about getting a network of people that you know you can trust and know that are there that that are okay for you to open up. It's like I opened up to you this week, and I was like, I'm, I've been struggling, and I just need a little session. I just needed to feel like I need to go home and feel like I've had a workout, mm. and I might sleep better without because I'm also scared that I'm now becoming reliant on sleeping tablets, mm. you know. And um and it's just about knowing the right people. And putting a good network of strong people around you that are there for you, uh, no matter what, and and that, and that comes and 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 to get to that that I say the top five, you know, like if you can have you know no more than five like yeah. top solid what I would class as brothers, you know, or, yeah. or or family, like that's not necessarily your blood family, like to get to your top five, you have to go through a fucking field of shit. Oh, hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of people where 
you have to practice opening up to more people to see who those top five yeah, are. Yeah, 100%. Like, so you can't be scared of the knockback. You can't be scared of the like rejection. You just got to be like, okay, cool. I know you're not that person no more. I'll put you to the side. It doesn't mean you have to stop being friends or you don't associate with them, but you just know that this isn't the person that I open up to. So I keep that from, you know, I don't need to say anything. But when I'm talking to someone, I, I have conversations with people on a daily basis that, you know, are deep-rooted, that are problematic, that are problem-solving, mm. that are so many, it's intricate in so many different ways. And one of my clients said to me, like, how do you deal with it? And I said, you know what? I don't I don't attach myself to any of it. You have to, I've learned over the years that you can easily take some problems home and become, you know, you absorb it a lot, you know? So, like, when you, when you deal with one person one-to-one, -one, fine. You can absorb it a little bit. You can feel that emotion. But when you're looking at eight to ten clients in a day, that all have their own little thing that yeah, they might need. You need to, you need to make By sure. By the time you get okay. to the end of the week, you're looking at 40 to 50 hours of, of people just have bombarded you with needing your help and then you feel flat as anything, you it's, know? It's weird because in the height of lockdown, I was doing this David's Coffee Club and I was sometimes getting loads of um, coffee meets for over video chat and mm -hmm. people open up to me and it was great. But it kept me, maybe I kept on, that kept me up there. And then when that's kind of, lockdown is eased and those have dried up, then I've been struggling more. Mm. Maybe because I now am alone with my thoughts. And mm. um, Eddie, Mark, Eddie, sorry, it's it's about just um, just just being there and finding, like like Kent said, just you've got to open up to people and find out who's who's there to be a positive response. And and that's what I've done. And I, you know, just because I've opened up to people and they've given me a brick wall, they've not really given me advice. Doesn't mean that they're bad people. Mm. It, it, it means that then they're not quite ready for that, or they're, they're not understanding, or they don't care. It's it's, it's a possibility. But, but that's just, okay. Yeah. You, you've got to accept for everyone for who they are. Not everyone is going to be that emotionally intelligent where they can see the problem. A lot of people are yeah. quite ignorant to it. So, you know. Mark also wants to know, what's the prime age for a thoroughbred fighting man? So that's like a gypsy fighting man. Now, I, I, I did say... 12. Like, well, 12. No, seven, 12. 17 is a prime age, because it, but no. it might be going older because 12. recently, I think it'll be about 20 now, because recently, because nah. you stop, you're not allowed to put your kid's hand in petrol after 10, before 10 now. So... As I said, 12 years old. That's when they, they ain't got a clue. They ain't got no fear. They're just ruthless. Okay, have you got anything more? Or we do no, one I think last that's, question? I think, I think one that's last, it. Let's you do, one, do last. one last question. And okay, then we'll do it. We'll, what's, uh, we've got an hour. Yeah, we're yeah, we'll going for an hour. hour today. This is the longest episode we've done. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Luke wants to know, would you rather live a week in the past or a week in the future? Well, for you, being black, I wouldn't go to the past. No, I'd love to go to the past. It's like say, all right. Look, I mean, <coughs> now nah, a week I in mean, the a week in the past. All right, let's just okay. Right, like, are we talking like a week back, like relived last week, or are we talking about? I mean, anywhere you want. You can go any time frame, yeah, yeah. and then live a week yeah, in that time live, frame. Yeah. Then I would go back, work out the, the time when something crazy was invented, and invest in that shit. Like eBay. Like eBay. Like Google. Yeah. Facebook. You get something like that. Even. Oh. Done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just go, oh, you're doing this, are you? I tell you what, put my name on that piece of paper. Thank you very much. Hot tub time machine. Bru yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, go back to when the, the inception of Facebook and say, I like this idea. Here's a pound. Put yeah. my name down beside it. Yeah. Just a little 1%. I mean, yeah. Or what, what, what about if you could have one day... Or, or you could go to one event in the past. Where what event would you? One one event. Yeah, and like just be there. Histori just, historical yeah, event. Just, just be there, and you could maybe change it or see it or witness it or whatever. Ah man, I, to be honest, mate, I I would only go to an event that is you know significant 
in the terms of you can do something that would affect now. Do you know what I mean? So there's so many historic moments that you can you can choose from, but like I'm like, what one's going to benefit me in the future? Mm. What personal? Personally, yeah. listen, you ain't never going to fix the world. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I am. It's a, it's a it's a very um, universal answer, and it's a very common answer. But I would. I, the JFK assassination has always intrigued me, and because the the, the rumor about that, and but then you what know, if it's not what, from. yeah, but what if it's not what you think it is? No, that's it. I, but I would go back a year to the Champions League final when we gave away a penalty in the first minute and tell him just keep your fucking hands down your side. <laughs> you just just don't point. Yeah, <laughs> just keep it tight early on. Yeah, but it might um, not change anything, or it might change everything. It will fucking. But change if it, it changes everything, yeah? does it change everything after thereafter, and it changes your life forever, mm-hmm. and you become not a man, and you're a female. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I think that brings an end to the episode. Um, Before we go, um, I just want to say a big thank you and a shout out to last episode. I I set up a a buy me a coffee slash beer page and um, and I've had I've had some backers and it's meant the world to me. And every time I I had somebody that that wanted to buy me a beer because they like the product me and Kent are putting out, uh, even though Kent don't drink beer. So I just drink it on his behalf. it's been it's been amazing. So I'd like to personally uh, uh, f- thank Tony Krask, Amelia Morgan, Nick Sharp, Marcus Lywood, Lee Bennett, Matt Simpson, Katie Heinson, and Abby Fright. Um, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. And oh, by the way, uh, if you do want anyone else listening, not those people that I've just named, don't you dare buy me a coffee or a beer for at least a couple of weeks. If you do, I'm just going to refund it and then come punch you in the face. Um, <coughs> but You shouldn't do that. If they want to support it, let them support it. No, of course, but I, I don't want to see the same oh, stop. You ain't twice. begging, mate. It is, it is what it is. Um, if you have someone supporting what you're doing, you and, should and celebrate it. And if you do like the product that me and Kent are putting out, um, you can you can buy me a coffee um, at uh, buy me a coffee forward slash David Alfie Ward, which I put in the I put in the description of the podcast. Um, and actually, I keep forgetting this is again we we hit an hour we're, we're yeah, on right an, an hour, hour an hour, an hour. Um, just before we go, me and Kent are, are, are looking. This is more of the this this podcast is doing great, and it's more in the beta stage. So we want to actually create our own podcast yeah um, where we'll do different things and we'll have like sound like you know like it'll be the most professional thing kent wants to back it financially and and make sure that we've got the best equipment and you know and it's going to sound perfect and uh, but we can't think of a name we thought of geezers need excitement because we both like the streets and that's a that's a nice name but i think it might be a bit too masculine a bit too kind of alpha male mm-hmm. so uh if you are listening this far down let, let's know what you think of that name if you hate it you hate it if you're still if, you if you're still listening to the podcast now your opinion really does matter yeah, yeah, because you're exactly. the ones that really do support what we're doing so um and yeah from there we'll, we'll, we'll get a, look, once we get a name we can get a logo in, and, and try and kent's in a real rush because he's like this is a great podcast and we should really financially back it and you know be, be really good and it, I, I believe him but also I'm you're I'm a snail no I'm not snail I just <laughs> want to make sure it's perfect and I want to make sure that we and that's I the get biggest flaw you can ever do is make don't do anything until it's perfect we're gonna we're gonna do I'm gonna pr- probably bring characters in probably bring Gypsy Joe in and stuff like that Gypsy Joe yeah anyway um, thank you so much have we got a, an outro song or you not got that ready I actually you're meant to got get an oh, outro song sorry man. I was too you busy so in the bad. video alright anyway uh, much love adios just turn it off fuck them <laughs> <laughs>